We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Now, stay with a fan for this special program. Hey, baseball fans. The game is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? We'll hear the highlights. And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez. And the Brewers have the lead. We'll hear from the manager and the players. We'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front office. I like Tim's perspective. History is made each and every year. And we're talking about it. 17 years of coverage after each game. Here's your host, Tim Allen. It is a final, and the results are very good. A Brewers 4-1 to victory. Welcome in, everybody. They take game two of this three-game set. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Tim Allen, Tim Shea, and a 4-1 to victory in large part due to next man up, I, I guess is what you're going to say, because the news earlier today, Hunter Renfro, uh, we'll start there, goes uh, on to the IL. And as we discussed last night, you know, you, every team's going to go through some of these things throughout a, a course of a six-month season. And, and you're not going to get away unscathed. And Craig Council always says that uh, really at some point early in a season, you know, we can expect the unexpected, and you just don't know what's what sort of form they take. And now the Brewers' uh, injury bug is biting just a little bit. And and you look at your four and five hitters in this lineup tonight: Tyrone Taylor and Mike Brasso, and and they equate to all the offense. I mean, you get a solo shot, a three-run shot, and out the door you get a victory. Corbin Burns, uh, pretty decent, although didn't have uh, quite the a command of his cutter tonight, but six innings, one run. Okay, if if that's a little bit of an off night. They finally get some runs on the board and get him as the pitcher of record. Uh, Burns with the win. He will go to 2-2 two and two tonight. But this win cannot be understated. This is by far the biggest win of the year. And again, we, we look back at Wednesday 
uh, of last week and, and the walk-off by Keston Hira to take the game in the series against the Atlanta Braves. That, by far, was the biggest win of the season. This one, as big or bigger. Might be bigger. And you can make it even bigger than that with a victory in Game 3 to take the series. This was a huge win, guys. And I know, uh, if, you know if you're up late uh, with me right now, you understand the, the caliber of this victory. You happen to be you know, listening on the Odyssey app. Good morning to you again. If you happen to be uh, on your way to work and, and you're, you've got uh, you know, the replay on in your car, your truck or whatever, I, pr- I appreciate that, the download. I, I really do. And you happen to be uh, working out or whatever it might be. Uh, I, I do appreciate that. But you guys listening live here, uh, you understand that this was a big win. And, and I could hear from the crowd. You can tell by the announcers. You could tell a, in a lot of different ways the intensity of this game and the intensity of this series. Because it is a couple of teams that, that clearly have plans on the postseason. Make no mistake about that. I think each of these organizations expect to be in the postseason. We'll get another rematch of this series, and it's going to happen in in a few weeks. But then after that, oh, I think we could see another matchup between the San Diego Padres and the Milwaukee Brewers. And, And it does set up a game in which they have a chance to take this series. And for those, and this is one of the reasons why, uh, I I would like this team to get the victory tomorrow. Number one to take that series, but it, it it's it's also to kind of quell the argument of they haven't played anybody this year, because now in the span of what a week or so, you can say, oh yes, they have, and they've had success doing it. They beat the Atlanta Braves, World Series champs, two out of three. They take care of the San Diego Padres, one of the better teams in the National League. So maybe it's a it's a a little almost on the personal side for me as being a fan, but uh, nonetheless they uh, they they do get it squared away at a game apiece, and you're seeing how uh, that back end of the bullpen is going to work out. Who are your three best pitchers back there? And you have a safe situation, uh, three run, three run, runs or less, and it's Hobie Milner in the seventh. It's Trevor Gott in the eighth. And it's Devin Williams in the ninth. That's a far cry from Gott, Box, Williams, and Hader. You're going to have to brave this storm here, guys. That's why, again, we say every win stacks up in an effort to get uh, one of the coveted buys here in baseball now. And as I stated, what, last night or maybe the day before, I think it's a story that's flying under the radar here is the fact that you can skip a, a, a playoff series if you're one of the top two records in the National League. That story will become a huge story later on this year. It will. But for me, you know, all of these wins, you stack them up. Now, it's even elevated here. I got to say, it's, it's elevated because of the injury situation. You know, you're without some key elements to this baseball team. And they go into San Diego. They play them toe-to-toe in game one. They come back and win in game two here tonight. And then let's say, let's let's throw the balls and bats out there and let's see what happens tomorrow. But this is a big win. Want to get your reaction 
here, 414-799-1250, if you want to react to this. But, but again, we're going to hear from Hunter Renfro a little bit later on in the show. And, and I, as discussed last night, you know, hamstrings can be pretty tough. And that, that's, just, that's just the way it is. It didn't sound good to me when, when Hunter Renfro himself said, hey, it could be three days, could be a lot longer. That, to me, meant, yeah, he could feel it in there. Um, so that that's the way that the day started. But it ended uh, right nice here with a 4-1 to victory uh, to put the Brewers back to 11 games over 500, 27-16, and a chance to take that series. I don't know how you looked at this series coming in. Maybe you looked at the road trip a little bit more than the series. You know, I looked at both, and we broke down both. But, I mean, this this is, I think everyone's feeling it. As I said, especially you guys staying up late and listening to this show. You caught the game. You're going to, after the last pitch, you're going to make the switch over here to the fan. You're going to find out what Tim and Tim have to say. And because you're into it. You're into it as, as as much as anybody can be into Brewers baseball. It was a huge win, guys. I've always been uh, chastised here at this radio station for saying, oh, Tim's going to say it's the biggest game of the year. It's the biggest game of the year. It is. It was. It, that's That's the reality of it. There's so much messaging to be sent with a series like this. You, you, you saw what happened with the Brewers and Dodgers for a couple of years there. This feels kind of like that. Like they're destined to face each other again. It really does. Just listen to the crowd in San Diego. They're certainly not un- underestimating this series. And I'm not quite sure. Tim, would it have been that loud if th- this game tonight was played at American Family Field? I don't think so. It doesn't seem like it would have. So. And that's no knock on, no. on the fan base. But I think San Diego, well, look at it this way. The Padres may be a little more starved for a winner than, than the Milwaukee Brewers are. I think you know, the, the expectations f- are really high for San Diego, especially both. after last year. Yes, both. I mean, yeah. both. This yeah, team, both. Yeah. Huge win. Yeah. A huge, 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 huge win. I, you could tell in several different aspects. The fans, the announcers, the intensity, it just you could feel it, it was palpable. It I agree. literally was, was palpable. A big strikeout to Machado yesterday. You had a big, big strikeout to uh, Will Myers today. And we're going to get the uh, highlight package in here in just a little while. We're going to hear from Craig Council as well. Does it seem like a big win to you? I think so to you if you're up live listening. If, you're, if you've got it, uh, I don't even know what day it is. It's Tuesday, right? Techni- okay. Technically, it's now Wednesday. <laughs> well, now it's Wednesday. <laughs> but, but Tuesday's game, yes. But, yeah, but if you're up early Wednesday listening on the Odyssey app, uh, well, okay, then you probably you know, aren't experience the, uh, experiencing the uh, energy that is from this victory. But this is, this is huge. And Tyrone Taylor finally... Uh, before I get to you guys, Tyrone Taylor, I think we have our decision, don't we? Yep. I think we do. His average has just been climbing, and it's been climbing for a little while now. 
What's he at now? What's the current as you as you refresh now through the end of this game? Two forty two. Two forty two. Yep. yep. After that, the big that's home a, run today. That's a far cry from us having a conversation on this show about wow, what do you do? Lorenzo Cain's hitting one seventy eight and, and Tyrone Taylor's at one ninety one and what are we gonna do here? No, that's a far cry from that. You're seeing Tyrone Taylor use every advantage of his opportunity. What a swing today. An 0-2 pitch. An 0-2 game-changing three-run homer. It was huge. It was huge. It does. Uh, can I just slip this in here just real quick so nobody hears? It's just between you and I. Mm-hmm. Where's a swing like that from Christian Yelich? <laughs> I just want to just squickle that in there, okay? Just, just for, just for you. Don't tell anybody. I, I won't said tell that. a single soul. Okay, don't tell anybody. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Luis, you're first up here on the fan. Luis, a big game tonight. What's happening? Ah, uh, Mr. Franchise, I am a boots on the ground for you tonight in San Diego, and uh, let me tell you, it it was an atmosphere in there. It was a fun atmosphere in there. Because you have Padre fans who, like Tim said, they're kind of starved for a winner. You know, they really, really, really want to mm-hmm. win. Now, one interesting thing they did tonight that I don't think they would do at American Family Field is it was Manny Machado bobblehead giveaway. Oh, wow. On a Tuesday so night. Crazy. Wow. On a Tuesday night. But they packed in. It, it was close to a darn near sellout. And I think maybe they know, hey, the Brewers are somebody – we're going to have to compete with, let's get a big crowd in here on a Tuesday night. And I'll tell you, it was, it was a big fight feel. It oh, man, it, it sounded there. electric. It, it, it sounded absolutely electric in that stadium. How is that stadium? I, I've never been there. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful stadium. It's right downtown um, where Brasso hit that home run into the, you know, the, the Western Metal stampede. It's, yep. it's yep. amazing to see a home run hitting there. Um, but it's it's a fan base that really doesn't um, – no animosity there. Us Brewer fans don't like Manny Machado. I haven't decided what I'm going to do with my Manny Machado bobblehead yet. I might punt <laughs> it into the Pacific Ocean before I head back to Milwaukee. Well, maybe if That's you're a golfer, you might want to just set it down, tee it up a little bit. <laughs> or maybe a little voodoo. I take it in and create a little voodoo doll. Um, maybe down the stretch we'll need we'll need a couple losses from them for that, for that home field or for that buy. So maybe I – I get a little voodoo doll where, uh, you know, he bends the knee like he did to Josh Hader a few years ago on that strikeout. Yeah, that and uh, didn't didn't he spike or go to kick Jesus Aguilar? Which he did something similar, a little bush league. If you look back in the first inning, uh, that double play, which I think is maybe one of the biggest plays of the game, for Burns to get that double play because he was never rattled. It, honestly, there was never rattled there. He knew, I feel like he knew he was going to get out of that inning. And to get that double play, allow just one run after you had first and second, nobody out. He kind of cruised from there. He knew somebody's going to help me. And, of course, the Bash brothers of, of Tyrone Taylor and, and Mike Brasso are, are, were the ones that were going to belly out. But that double play was huge. But if you look back at the replay there, as they're turning it, he throws his hands up on his slide. And I commented to someone, I'm like, that's pretty Bush League. Yep. That's pretty Bush League, and that's typical Manny Machado right there. Dude's a dirty player. He is. Well, he's been it's, known to be. I, I, I don't see him every day anymore. I, I don't, uh, you know, we don't, we don't watch every, every minute of every Padre game. But 
I, I can say this with with all factuality: it, it, he's a dirty player, or was a dirty pay, player. He's dirty, and you know he's one of those. He's he's beloved here, though. They love him. They absolutely, love, you know, he must be like their, you know, their Grayson Allen, where it's like if he's, you know, on your team, you love him, yep. but everybody else hates him. What are you he doing in uh, so San? What are you? Here. What are you doing in San Diego? You live there, or are you, you're you know, from just, here? Oh no, no, just just a business trip. I'm in Milwaukee, but you know, business trip to root on the boys. Um, you know, I, I like to check out ballparks, so uh, we made it out this year, and and it's it's a beautiful ballpark. It's a beautiful city. Um, weather's been actually a little cold uh, out here. It was, it was in the mid 50s for the game, but beautiful oh, wow. ballpark. I recommend it to anybody who who loves. You know, they have a ton of local beers and food. It's a fantastic ballpark. I, I highly recommend it to anybody uh, who would you know, want to make it out here. Safe travels. Thanks for uh, checking in. Are you at the game tomorrow or no? No, I'm heading back home tomorrow, but uh, you know, maybe I'll make my way down to Wrigley to see if I can pull a little hex on them, on those Cubs <laughs> down there. There you go. Go get the Brewers a, a victory. Luis, thanks a lot, man. Take it easy, Tim and Tim. All right. 799-1250. Brewers get a huge win. And and. And and I will say it's it's the biggest win of the year. And I, I again I I get grief from my colleagues in a good way. I mean they don't you know they're not on me like brutal with me, but they do poke fun at me um, uh, when I Bart, do this. Bart Winkler, that's that's was for he you. poking fun at me? The big big game, uh-huh. biggest game of the year. Yep, he just we we had an argument this morning after we talked to you about uh, the one seed that these games are important. Where if it's if you're down a game or two and you look back at the schedule and say, where could we, we have gotten a win? You look at last night's game. Yeah. And you want that one or two seed because you don't have to play. And he, he kept on saying, I don't, we can't look at that right now. We can't look That's at the standings. The only we, way to look at it. Right? I mean, I don't understand the argument. That's the only way to look at it because, you know, the other thing to take, take a, just keep in mind the tiebreakers are going to play a part in this. There I mean, are the Brewers. Say the Brewers and, and uh, Braves right now. They're tied three three. They're done with each other for the season. Then it goes to division. So you want to talk about these throwaway, these uh, alleged throwaway games against Cincinnati, Chicago, Pittsburgh? That could play a huge part in getting a buy round in the playoffs in Major League Baseball. It's it's unfortunate, and I'm not sure I like that rule. If, if here we are talking playoffs on May 24th, <laughs> but but that's a good thing. I, it's a very good thing. It it is, but I, and I don't like that rule. I think there should be some sort of common opponent thing that goes on between uh, two division ties. Uh, so I you know I don't know. Uh, we're all trying to figure this expanded playoff thing out. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Let's go to John. John, you're next on the fan. What's going on? Hey Tim, how you doing tonight? More important, how you are as always, John, my ticket man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I have so many comments. First of all, what a great call, Louis. Sounded like he was having a great time tonight, and I appreciate the description of where Petco Park is and how it's downtown. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a really nice area. Yeah, I, I would like to get there. You know, I uh, many, 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 many years ago considered moving to San Diego, but I, oh, I mean, I just can't. I I couldn't. I couldn't envision myself somehow embracing 
passionately doing a radio show about the San Diego Padres. I, that wasn't going to, that was just was not going to work for me. Right. And I didn't think, uh, uh, San Diego weather and 50 something degrees is synonymous. I mean, oh my God. Hey, Tim, we've talked many times about Tyrone Taylor, you and I, and, mm-hmm. uh, last night, I think I was telling Tim, um, off the air, wasn't it? It was a 10 or 11, uh, pitch at bat. He had in the eighth last night. And I was like, what a great at bat. And I thought, well, maybe that would get us going in that inning. Unfortunately, it wasn't. But, God, he's got such powerful wrists when you were talking about his swing. He's got a beautiful swing. And the other thing is is that I love low cane, but I've counted, I think, three times where Lorenzo now, it was a crucial situation, uh, tied. We could go ahead two outs. First swing, third base shortstop, uh, two of the bats and he killed the inning. So I think Lowe should be a defensive replacement, and you got to play Taylor because the consistency, if he can get his consistency down, I mean, you're talking a full-time power player who can uh, who can uh, play the outfield too. Well, you and know? you got to ride him now while you can, while, while you're not getting the offensive output that, that you would hope for. you got to get it where you can. I mean, it's Brasso and Taylor. They're the two offensive guys tonight that, that got you a victory. It wasn't Luis. It wasn't McCutcheon. It wasn't Yelich. It wasn't Keston. It was Brasso and Taylor. Exactly. And we were talking a few uh, – uh, I listened to all the post games. I can't always call in. But you were talking a few days ago, and I think it was last Thursday when Keston hit it off. But it's like when you need another spot because maybe you got to call up a pitcher – it's like, God, who do you send down? All of a sudden, Keston gets hot. You think he's going to come on. You know, you're looking for consistency out of him. He had the home run that he had the two-run single the other night. And then all of a sudden, Brasso looks like the guy that's going down. Now, tonight, he's been hot. He get a home run. So it's a good problem to have with all that depth. Sure, it sure is. And Keston with a base hit and a walk tonight as well. So I, they need it. They they got to grind through this this portion of the schedule. John, as always, man, thanks for the call. Okay. Can I, Tim? Can I make one more sure. point, just real quick? Sure. Uh, shoot. Talk about Machado. Um, wasn't that him that stuck his leg out at first base against yeah. Aguilar, if I recall yep. correct? Yep. 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 And then the other thing is, he's just one of my punksters. I think maybe they're all cousins. You got Contreras, the catcher from Chicago. Javier Baez and Machado. Maybe they're all related because they're all punked. How's that? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right, John, take it easy. Thanks, Tim. All right, you you. you got it. Yeah, I did uh, San Diego. It seems like a a cool place to live. Uh, I have some relatives there in um, uh, Chula Vista, I think it is. Yeah. Which, you know, the weather's awesome. And I did did like it, Tim. But could could you see me talking? Padres baseball. Padres. It's the Padres post game show. Yeah, no. It is a final. The Padres <laughs> get a big win. I mean, I just, oh, I don't, I don't think that's no, going to work no. out. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Who's next, Tim? We have uh, Brad. Brad, Brad. Come from Racine. Brad. Good morning, Brad. What's going on? Hi, Tim. How you doing, buddy? Is this my golf hey. friend? Yes, I shot a seventy-five today at Washington County. Good. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. So, anyway, we keep talking small ball, though. It was one of our best pitchers tonight, you know, even sitting in San Diego, right? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. 
if the if the team switches to the right or left side, why doesn't Craig Council teach him to bunt or to hit it to the other side? Or to go the other way or bunt. These are the right. pros, right? It's like talking to Giannis in basketball. You're a pro, right? Go over there and hit it and slap it over there. And if you don't know how, go practice, right? Right, go practice. You know, hey, Craig Council, get a clue. You know, you're one of the best teams here. you got a great pitching staff, you know. And you keep talking about, we're going to score more runs for Burns. Yes, you've got to do that. You know, you put up your number one team there. So, you don't well, get to be if, if, there. If, Brad, if you're looking for offense, if you're judging this offense, uh, after I'm the not, break. Though. Tim Allen, we I have am. our best two home running hitters out tonight. Yeah. That are gone for probably, I don't know how many days, right? Yeah, I, w- I would think Adama's for a few more days. Like, even Christian Lodge, go bunt. I don't care. Go bunt. Yeah. Get on I... base and then go steal a base, right? Get on second with no outs. Then get a base hit. You know, keep the inning going, you know? Yeah, move the line. If you're there to be the best team in the National League, guess what? Here comes St. Louis, right? And they're you know, starting to heat beat up. This team, here comes St. Louis, and guess what? Oh, the Dodgers are coming too. So, and so are the yeah. Mets. So, all right, Brad, we'll we'll keep an eye on this. Fight. We'll keep an eye on this small ball situation. All right, thanks thanks for the call. I, you know, again, I'm going to tell you um, that the offense is not as bad as they appear to you, and even me, I'm falling victim at times to say. This offense sucks. There are occasions this year where I'm like, man, wow, what the? Are you kidding? But they're not that bad. They're not, guys. Only if you compare it to their peers. Only if you compare it to the rest of the league. Only if you compare it to every other offense in baseball. It opens your eyes to really the facts about it. And they're not that bad. Now, if you look at just comparison to themselves, Brewers offense, look in the mirror. How good do you think you are? If you don't compare it to the rest of Major League Baseball, you could make that argument, too, that they're just not that good. But when you compare it to every other offense, all 29 other offenses in baseball, I've got some metrics here that say they're they're, they're, they're actually not that bad, but they're one of the better offenses in baseball. Would that be a fair statement, Tim? Yeah. I think yeah. you could make that statement go, that go. they're in it in sort of a general sense that they're one of the better offenses in baseball. It doesn't seem like it. They're a top ten offense. Okay, fair How about enough. There? I, I, yeah, I think that I think that's spot on. And maybe a couple couple of clicks higher. Yeah. You you might want to collectively rank them seventh, eighth, ninth range. I know it sounds crazy on the surface. It sounds crazy. I'm gonna prove it to you again next. We're gonna do it every week, e- every week, I, uh, just Mondays when, or Tuesdays. When we so did you, it the first week, I was like, "Hmm, interesting." And again this week, and again this they're week, they're not moving. It's they're holding their own at the very least, guys. So if you want to jump in here, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Got the highlight package coming up. We'll hear from Hunter Renfro. He was placed on the IL today. 
And it's just another bump and bruise. Brewers are just going to have to get through it somehow, some way. And that's another reason why this victory and victories like this are huge. You did it really light-handed. I mean, you're not, you're not, you're not full power. And that's, that's uh, to me, w- one of the bigger reasons why this is a big win. 799-1250, you're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. 4-1 Brewers take game two. We'll be right back, 1250 AM, The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. It's time to dive inside the box score for today's game on 1250 AM The Fan. Jim Dandy's on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Great food, awesome fish fries, plenty of TVs to watch the games, and always a friendly vibe. Brewers get a huge win tonight, 4-1 the final, as they take game two of this three-game set, and it is uh, all about tomorrow, isn't it? That sets up the biggest game of the year. Yeah, 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 Tim. And then you're going to tell us that Thursday is the biggest game of the year. It's game one in St. Louis. Well, those are going to be big. All yeah. four of them. And and you want to set the tone early in that game, early in the series. You want to continue this road trip. 11 games in the 10 days. And, yeah, it's on and on. Yeah, that's how it works. That's that's exactly how it works. One step at a time, and, and you take it. Uh, the, this does uh, set up, uh, you know, the side-by-side comparison. You, and again, I, I'll say it again, the Padres offense, now I say this at the risk of, you know, they're going to put up nine runs or something stupid tomorrow. But, I, you know, they've held them to three runs yesterday, one run tonight, four in the two games. That's it. That that That's it for Brewers pitchers uh, and against this uh, Padres offense. So, you know, if, if they can uh, stay in the game tomorrow – and and offense, you know, they they take this one, but is four a big number? No, not really. But it was enough with Burns on the mound. Finally, they gave him a little bit of extra run support because they that's something that they haven't done uh, really all season long. I was afraid I was going to have to play the wasted days, wasted nights song for the first yeah, time. It, it, exactly, me, and 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 again, the script plays out here. This seems to be the common theme of this season. It is a more exciting form of baseball. Of course, you know, 
what would a baseball season be if every night the Brewers won eight to one and eight to two? Well, that'd be really good, I guess, <laughs> when you when you think about it. But in terms of just pure baseball, and this these games again, I, how many times am I going to say this? But I, it bears repeating. These games are so tight, so close, early and mid game that it's just it, it builds the intensity. It's a really entertaining year of baseball so far. Of course, we want a few additional runaway victories. Absolutely, we do. But this is this is this scripted out just the way we've been talking about, it. and that's this one zip, one one, two one, all the way till the fifth inning or so, and then things kind of just kind of evolve in a game. And you saw what happened tonight. Let's check the numbers here. Uh, before I, I give you some uh, offensive numbers uh, to date uh, coming into tonight's game. Andrew McCutcheon tonight uh, leading off. He went 0 for 3 with a walk. Luis Urias 0 for 4 with a run scored. Uh, Christian Yelich 1 for 4 with a run scored. Tyrone Taylor, one big one, 1 for 4. Three big RBIs, a run scored. And we're going to hear from Tyrone Taylor uh, in just a little while as well. Uh, Mike Brasso, two for three with a run scored and an RBI. Uh, Keston Hira goes one for three with a walk. Wong, 0 for four. Lorenzo Cain, 0 for three. Victor Caratini goes 0 for three. Jace Peterson in his lone at bat goes 0 for one. Pitching lines tonight, Corbin Burns, six innings, one run it was earned on five hits, a couple of walks, and five strikeouts. He threw 99 pitches tonight. ERA now sits at 2-1-8. Hobie Milner. All right, uh, that scared me. I, I got to be honest. That seemed to me a powder keg waiting to happen. But we'll see how he got out of the little mess that he was in when we do uh, some highlights here. He pitched one inning, allowed two hits, no runs, no walks, and no strikeouts. Trevor got one inning. One hit, no runs, no walks, and a punch out. Devin Williams, one inning, and there was no runs. There were no hits. There were no walks. There were a pair of strikeouts. Devin did the job on, what, 12 pitches tonight. So is he available tomorrow? He might be. Might. Uh, I'd <laughs> hopefully, the, hopefully they don't need to use him tomorrow. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And you want to talk about a runaway uh, game offensively. Tomorrow, the timing would be so, so good for it. I mean, come on, guys. Get one. If you're going to get one, get it tomorrow. You'll be full strength uh, out of your pen heading into game one against St. Louis. That would be right nice for sure. Brewers get four runs tonight on five hits with one error. The Padres just one run on eight hits, one error. The win goes to Corbin Burns. He is now 2-2. The loss goes to Blake Snell. He goes to 0-2. Williams locks down his third save on the season. The Brewers 27 and 16 here early on in the 2022 championship season. Uh, If you guys want to jump in here, 799-1250. Okay, offensively. Here's the deal here. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll repeat it again. If you are watching Brewers baseball all season long, you say, well, they their offense really, that's not good, and it kind of stinks. I can respect that because at times, even to me, it looks like that. And I even have to go, 
into a deeper dive and, and find, you know, you know I'm looking for positives. There's no question. I'll just admit that. But I didn't have to look too far with this offense to find them because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at them against the rest of the league and not just the bottom feeders. I'm looking at, the, you know, where they rank all across the board to, compared to every team. And let's do a gut check again this week on their offense. Uh, let's see here. We'll start out with uh, their batting average, 238. Now, that has been on a steady incline, 238. It doesn't seem like a big number. Normally, a, a team, you know, would be t- 250s collectively as a team. Now, that was with, I, sh- I should preface that by disclaiming that that was typically with um, no DH and the, and the pitcher batting. Are you so saying... Are you saying that the 250s should, would be where the Brewers should be, like normal? They should be. I, I yeah. The, I, normally, let me just uh, tell know, you. Oh, go ahead. Finish. A, a, a yeah. decent year. I mean, it's decent to be in the two. It's, it's not a bad offense if you're in two fifties. Two thirty eight these days. I'll bear this out. Is not a bad offense either. So, what were you going to say? Well, they're ranked fifteenth in Major League Baseball. Two fifty will be the second best baseball team. Yeah, see, so, if you look at that, that's crazy. Those are crazy numbers. I mean, I, I thought, you know, I, I remember on this show griping about Butch Weiniger's offense. Oh, my goodness. When they had a, a team batting average of like 252. I'm like, what are you doing? That's 252. But that's just the style of play. That's the style of baseball these days is that batting average, it, it seems to be kicked to the curb. I'm not that way. I I measure every offensive player. I always start with the metric of the batting average because everything else I think will flow underneath that. If you're hitting for a good batting average, typically speaking, your on-base percentage is up, your extra base hits are up, your OPS is up, your RBIs are up, etc. It's just everything flows from there, generally speaking. But a 238 batting average, they're right in the middle of the pack. Out of 30 teams, they're 15th. Okay, so is it that crappy of an offense? Not really. Not really when you compare it to. How about their on-base percentage? Uh, collectively, coming into today's game, 315. Now, that is not the, 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 the worst on-base percentage. I, I think... You know, I've had chats with Ricky Weeks over the years and some of these other offensive players, and I ask them, I mean, where do you want to be with your on-base percentage? And Ricky Weeks was the one guy that said, well, 325, 330, he'd be be good with that. Okay, they're at 315 collectively, which, again, where does it rank in in the rest of baseball? That's, I think, a fair comparison that ranks ninth in all of baseball, a top third in on-base percentage. How about home runs with 55? Today's modern day of baseball, home runs are heavily counted on. They're sitting fourth in all of the major leagues in home runs with that 55 number. Now you tack on two more tonight. Um, How about OPS? That's 725. This is all of baseball, not in the National League. Uh, 725 uh, OPS. That ranks sixth in all of baseball. 
again, you're talking about you know some some pretty heavily laden offensive players stacked into one lineup around the league. Brewers with Tyrone Taylor as your cleanup hitter and Brasso your five guy tonight. And you're ranked sixth in OPS. Walks, 145. That ranks them 10th. Again, upper third in drawing walks. Thus the on-base percentage. Total bases, 569. That's ranked eighth in all of baseball in total bases. RBIs, 187. They rank sixth amongst the 30 teams in Major League Baseball. Runs scored, 195 this year. That ranks them seventh amongst the 29 other teams. See where we're going here? Slugging percentage, 410, which is sixth in the major leagues. Doubles, 64. Well, there's the outlier, 18th. Uh, strikeouts, 372. That's a little high. Seventh most in baseball. So they, they do need to cut down, certainly on the strikeouts. All of this, you're seeing rankings... Fourth here, fifth there, sixth here, seventh there, fifth here. Across the board in the major metrics. Now you could go into hard hardball rate, and you could go into all these other things that, you know, um, might give you an indication of some weaknesses in there. But I just keep it to sort of the major ones, right, Tim? Yeah, they're right there. They're fine. They're, they're perfectly fine. Okay, and here's the best news out of all of that. I I believe this. I believe they will be a better offense as the season moves along. Now, again, injuries are going to play a part in this, and, and certainly now that's why a, a win is so much bigger right now. It's so much bigger. It's It's... It really is. Uh, the weather's going to warm up. I mean, the ball will start flying. It, it should. Right? It, and they'll probably get some some uh, weaponry back in Adamas and, mm-hmm. and Renfro and get a little of uh, that chemistry going. But, again, it, it doesn't appear that they have peaked offensively. I think that's a fair statement, too. Do you think – is there any Brewer fan that thinks they've peaked offensively? I don't think a one. No. You could still say they have not played their best baseball yet. No. And they haven't. Not, not even close. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Let's get to Steve. Steve, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, how's it going, Tim? What's yeah, happening? Um I, I I kind of agree with you. I don't think the offense is anywhere near peaking. I mean their their potential is still so high. It's, I, I think it's just kind of it kind of goes under the radar if you think about it. Um and I think we'll see you know, once once we recover from those injuries, I think that'll really start to blossom. And like uh, Tim Shea just said, as the weather starts getting warmer, the ball is just going to start flying. Um, but yeah, and oh yeah, I was going to say, you know, don't. <laughs> um, I know people give you uh, some flack about saying, you know, every you know every win's a bigger win. Well, it, I mean, it's kind of true though. It feels just like that. I mean. You you mentioned the crowd being electric in San Diego. They definitely sensed that you know they needed to win just as much as we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I mean it, it's totally possible for each game to be a bigger win than the than the previous one. I mean that that's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, yeah, you just incrementally you you move along a 
uh, a season, and you see kind of these check marks here for. And I'm I am a believer that there are bigger series throughout a season. I believe that, and I've said that for 17 years of being on the show. There's just a little something against certain teams that mean more than just that day. They do. It's a message sent. It's a, hey, man, we'll see you soon. It's it's a, a measurement of how they match up. It's a measurement of intensity. It's a measurement of a lot of things, and, and I believe that. I believe that in this series. This is certainly a yeah. bigger series than even – um, you know, in in a division where you're, you're going to face the Cubs, it, which is the bigger series, the Cubs series or the Padres series? That's a simple question to answer. And I think that it does mean a little bit more. And I think some managers over the years have indicated just that as well, Steve. Yeah, it's like it's like each series has its own set of benchmarks. Um, and you really not, you never know what you're going to get out of out of each one of them, of course. Um but yeah, today's I mean today's game was it, it, like you said it was huge. I mean, you, you know, Corbin started off kind of rough and then after that he was just locked in. Um and then of course Tyrone with the big home run. You got uh I know you haven't got your highlight package yet, but uh Hobie with that great play to help him get himself oh, out of that jam. Wow. And then yeah, and then and then got I mean, I don't know if you saw how fired up he was getting out of his uh, inning. Well, see, I'm glad you brought that up. Cuz Tim and I were talking about that, Steve. If you watch these games, watch the mannerisms of these players with a Brewers uniform on. You don't think that they think this is a bigger series? You're fooling yourselves. Look at the intensity level. Look at the excitement factor. Look at the energy within this player group. It was, it, it's been off the charts both yesterday and today. There's no question. Even McCutcheon's uh, comments last night after the game, you read in the paper this morning that you know, this this was a that was a tough loss for that team last night. Oh yeah, they they were crushed, and that that's why I think you know that you, you, we could have just totally loved a, a hit like Tyrone's last night. I mean, that would have just blown the. the I mean, yeah. not, not a, it wouldn't have blown the rip off of San Diego's place, obviously. But I mean, Brewers fans, Brewers fans would have been ecstatic. Yeah, no question, yeah, I'm Steve. Forward, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's game. I I, I I was I was curious to hear your thoughts on what you think is going to happen tomorrow, and I'll I'll hang up. All right, thank thank you, Steve. Um, I can't wait. First of all, and this is what it, it, these are types of situations that really I dig a lot. I mean, I just do. Maybe I'm just too too crazy nutty about all this stuff. But man, I look forward to a game like tomorrow. This and this, I don't want this to sound like a loser mentality either. But the win tonight. It's it's it really gave you number one as we all know an opportunity to take the series and that's a, that's always big, but it then worst case scenario you didn't have a complete nightmare in San Diego. That's what this saved you from. You don't know even the, no matter what happens tomorrow, you did not have a nightmare in San Diego. You didn't have a hell trip in into Petco Park. So in that regard, it even saved you from that. So it's elevated just a, a, a little bit more. But I'm glad you brought that up, Steve. The energy part from these players. These guys were jacked up in in given situations. This was these 
18 innings of baseball, well, 19 with with the extra frame yesterday. It's just been intense. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's about as close to a playoff series as you can get in May. And both these teams know it. They, they You could tell by the way they played, by the way they acted. Uh, Bill, let's get you in here before the break. Bill up there in Iron River living the good life, retired and just having a cigar well, and a beer. I more tonight than I did last night, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. I was going to ask, you know, one of the things that frustrates me about the Brewer offense, they seem to be really good at getting players in scoring position and then strike out, double play, they don't get anybody in. Nobody out, the bases loaded. That just didn't happen last night. That's happened a few times where they've had men on second and third. Mm-hmm. They don't get anybody in. Is there it's a, a bad habit? Yeah. What is, is there a stat for the batting average with runners in scoring position? There is, and and we'll we'll dig around and look for that. The the metrics, you know, on Baseball Reference, for some reason, that to me is a big stat, Bill. I'm 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 with you on that. Runners in scoring position, two for 13 last night. That was, that was really bad. And, and it does appear. Now, maybe we're going to be surprised at that stat. Maybe. Maybe. But uh, I'll tell you, I'm, I am enjoying baseball with the Brewers for the last five years. Man, it's been entertaining. It's been great, as far as I'm concerned. I'd like to see them win the World Series, but I'm, I'm quite content that they're, and I don't mean that I, I don't mean to say that I'm, Okay, if they don't get to the World Series, mm-hmm. but it's been enjoyable because they were so bad for so many years. So many years, and and now yeah. they're getting respect in this regard. As as Luis, I don't know if you caught the 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 start of the show, but our first caller tonight was at Petco Park, and my goodness, that that stadium was all jazzed up. The Brewers are part of that reason. They they are. It's not yeah. just San Diego crazy. It's not Padre crazy in in Southern California. It, part of that was that they knew that this was a big game, big series. I want to ask you one more question. Do you recall when the Brewers first went into the National League and Cincinnati came into Milwaukee and they were obviously disdainful of the Milwaukee Brewers? Do you remember that? Um, I'd, have to, I'd have to think about I that. I can remember Bob Uecker talking about that and uh, – you know that, that the Cincinnati Reds players just looked down on the Brewers, and well, hasn't the worm turned? Oh, how has it ever, man? Have yes, it has. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, thanks, Bill. Yeah, and 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 I think uh, one of the other examples of that would be the Chicago Cubs, and that fan base down there, and that broadcast group down there, and that front office down there. They certainly have a little different outlook on on these brewers. One might say maybe a little jealousy, possibly. Yeah, possibly they uh, remember when they were supposed to have a dynasty. <laughs> wow, that's right. Um, you know, I, I I point this out occasionally because I don't, I don't want to forget it. I I think uh, I think it makes Brewers fans smile when I had one of our colleagues on from the score down there, our sister station. And he said that that market looks at the Brewers as like the little brother of baseball. It's like their good, their cute little brother. And I think in, in, in a way, I don't know when that date exactly was, 
But in a way, I think it's I think it's turned the other way from the day he said it to me. And he said it to me on the air too. I'll never forget it. I that just well you guys know what I feel about the Chicago Cubs. I mean, I don't I don't think it's uh, any secret. All right, we'll take a break. We're going to hear from Tyrone Taylor. We're going to hear from Craig Council. We're going to hear from Hunter Renfro, and we'll get some highlights, and you'll hear the intensity on how this game shook out. A 4-1 to victory, still a lot to get to. doesn't matter what time it is. We're talking Brewers baseball tonight here on The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM, The Fan. Okay, a 4-1 to one victory, and uh, Tim Shea, I'll ask you to do inventory here. How many highlights do we have here in our uh, game recap? We have, let's see, one, two. The two home runs. Two home runs. We have a double a, play. Yep. A strikeout. Uh huh. So four. Four. All four of these uh, highlights are the calls of the game. Brought to you by Five O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse, by the Food Network, now featuring home grill kits to go. Visit them at fiveo'clocksteakhouse.com. If you're eyeballing a uh, day off or something, like I did last week with the with the Thursday off day. Uh, get the home grill kit from Five O'clock Steakhouse. I just try it. I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's a, it's a, it's a special treat for you. And just make sure you have everything set. If you got kids, I mean, <laughs> uh, make sure that I don't know someone else is going to handle the kids just for a few hours. Beers, that steak. They're going to tell you how to cook it. The whole nine yards. I'm, I'll promise you, you will not be disappointed in that steak and the seasonings, uh, without without question. By the way, the Brewers did make a roster move today. Just to remind you, uh, Hunter Renfro was uh, placed on the IL officially today. Mark Mathias uh, takes his place, and we're going to hear from Hunter Renfro in just a bit. I like Mar- Mark Mathias. I do. And a couple of years ago, he was pretty impressive. Just a little scat-back, go-getter type guy. I, uh, I I don't know if there's room for him when everyone's healthy. I would tend to tend to doubt that. But, Can I ask um, you a question? Sure. What about, is, does this mean that Corey Ray, no? I, are, they, yeah. are they giving it's, up it's, on that? Or? I would think that the prognosis moving forward is... Uh, Trade, I would probably, pro- probably, possibly a stackable player in a trade that someone would say, "Whoa, you know." I really uh, thought what he was would, he the fifth I, overall. Yeah, I thought you know, he, I, I thought I would, he was going to be the one called up. I, I would take a pop at him if I'm another team, without question. Change the scenery, who knows? Great guy too. One of the nicest guys. One of the nicest players I've ever met. In all my years of doing this, Corey Ray, I've interviewed his dad. It's just good stock, just a good person. It's too bad it's not working out. But look at Tyrone Taylor. Took him a decade. So, yeah, stranger things have happened. Um, Let's see. So we covered the roster move. All right, we'll get to our highlight package here. Uh, When this game started a million years ago, 
<laughs> three up, three down for the uh, Brewers in that top of the first. And in the bottom of the first, Corbin Burns lead off base hit by Cronenworth. Machado a base hit. First and third, nobody out. And we're thinking at that point that, uh-oh, this could get ugly. Come on, Corbin. He does minimize the damage. A, a double play ground ball scores a run, one zip. He did go on to give up another base hit, but a ground ball got him out. It stayed one zip into that second. Each team with base runners in the second. Brasso a base hit, one of his two hits. A hit and a walk off Burns in the bottom half. Doesn't allow any more runs, and it stays one zip. Three up, three down. In the third inning, uh, two-out walk to Hosmer for Burns in that third. Holding pattern. Neither team scores in the fourth. Burns strikes out the side in the bottom half of that fourth. Mid-game again. Here we are in a one nothing game. Get used to it. And we've been used to this for a while now. This is a, it, it, They really remind me of playoff games. They really do. And unlike a lot of Brewers fans... You know, I tend to watch the playoffs. There's sometimes where I have to have a grace period where I don't want to watch any baseball because the Brewers had just gotten eliminated. It's like I'll I'll skip three or four or five days. I don't want to watch one game. But when I do, it it is like a playoff game almost every night for this baseball team. Fifth inning, it didn't take long for the Brewers to get back even. He had a base hit earlier in the game, and he was leading off the fifth. His name is Mike Brasso. 3-2 and a blast to left. Brasso headed towards Western Metal Supply Company. Tie game 1-1 on a missile by Brasso. Yeah, there you go on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Keston drew a walk and then was picked off in that inning. But they did get it even in that in that fifth inning. Two-out base hit by Machado, and he is erased. Do we have this one here? I think we do, right? Okay, we do. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to get this. He has an infield single, and he's having one hell of a year. But an infield single, and, and you know, th- there's no better way than to just take him off the base pass. Machado runs. Throw down to second base. On the bag, and he's done. First time all year. Manny Machado's been caught stealing. Caratini threw him out from his knees. There you go, Vic Caratini into the sixth inning, one-to-one, and then the fireworks. They get to Blake Snell. Leadoff walk to McCutcheon. Fielder's choice by Luis Urias to get the lead runner, McCutcheon. Yelich then with another heavy count. If if nothing else, Yelich is seeing a ton of pitches. That might be a good sign. Uh, with a base hit um, on a full count, that put runners at first and second with the one out. That, that was it for Blake Snell at that time. Gives way to Stammen and Tyrone Taylor on an 0-2 pitch changes the complexion of this game. Another 0-2 pitch. And a swing and a fly ball out towards deep left. Back profile. Warning track at the wall. Gone! Three-run home run. Tyrone Taylor on an 0-2 pitch. Brewers back out in front. 4-1. Levering all jazzed up on the call as well. It was the swing of the game for Tyrone Taylor. They lead 4-1 to one at that point. 
Later on in the inning, Keston Hero with a base hit. Brewers uh, do some heavy damage in that inning. Burns back out for the sixth inning. One, two, three. As the Brewers take it to the later stages of the game. One, two, three for the Cruz offense. Hobie Milner coming on. Uh, approaching his, what, 18 appearances now uh, with about a th- under a 3.5 ERA coming into this uh, outing, and that's going to lower just a little bit more. But Hobie in trouble. Base hit to lead off the inning. Base hit again, first and second, nobody out. Gets the visit from Chris Hook. He's going to face Trent Grisham, who looked pretty bad in his uh, two ABs against Corbin Burns. How does he fare against Hobie Milner? just what the doctor ordered. Ground ball. Milner has it. Throws this second. That's one on to first. Got him a double play. Outstanding double play. And the fact that Milner made that throw as a left-hander is incredible. That was an unbelievable play. That was a brilliant play. That was a picture of beauty. If you guys get a chance, you know, log on to Twitter or wherever you're going to get your highlights. It's all over the place. Yeah, you, you need to see that that crazy double play. Good. I mean, Milner, I don't know how he pulled that off. That was a sweet double play and a huge part of this game. Uh, he goes full to the next hitter but gets a ground ball to eventually get out of the inning unscathed, potential powder keg avoided uh, as the game went into the eighth inning. Brewers in order. I mean, no tack on runs late for the team. And uh, Trevor got in for the bottom half. He gets a fly ball for the first out and then a ground ball for the second. Oh, no, it wasn't the second out. Urias with an error. You don't want to give him extra chances, guys. Got then gets. The second out on a fielder's choice, but then a base hit. Runners at the corners with two outs. Crowd going crazy at this time. Will Myers at uh, at the plate, and Gott gets it done. Crowd on their feet, 3-2. Struck him out, came back with a sinker under his hands, and Myers is gone. Gott gets it done here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Yeah, absolutely. That's, you heard the crowd in the background there. Got going crazy. Milner was excited uh, after his performance as well. Into the ninth inning, the game uh, was 4-1. to one. Nothing for the crew. Devin Williams coming on. And Devin, 12 pitches, 1-2-3. Pair of strikeouts and a Brewers victory. They moved to 27 and 16 here in the, uh, well, still somewhat early portions of the 2022 championship season. Uh, with, uh, with the roster moves today, and uh, your four and five hitters are Tyrone Taylor and Mike Brasso due to injuries. No Hunter Renfro, no Willie Adamas. They still get it done, and they have an opportunity to take the series. But a big win, and here's manager Craig Council. Hitters, and then they they kind of battled back into a lot of counts, and that ran his pitch count up a little bit. Um, but then, as you know, fourth, fifth, and sixth, I thought he did a really nice job, um, just kind of attacking. Um, his stuff was good. He was just even when he started attacking, you know, they didn't they were they were patient against him, and um, but you know, in the zone, he the, the stuff was really good in the zone. How important was it for him to get through? Fourth, fifth, and sixth, you know, all the way through six, considering kind of how you had it lined up there without, without Josh here. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I think when we give Corbin the ball, you know, I think that's what you expect. Even 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 if the first couple innings are get he gets pushed the first couple innings, he, he's you know consistently done that, and you expect you expect that he will consistently do that. So, um, you know, we got a big inning from Hobie Miller tonight. Um, I, th- I thought that was a you know a good spot for him to to try to get us a. A leverage inning, and he did a really nice job. Made a heck of a heck of a defensive play. Um, you know, that's that's what everybody's talking about right now. Just that defensive play, the athleticism to make that play. How, how tough? It, I mean, that was the defensive play of the day. It felt like. Yeah, it, it it was. I mean, it's the play where you're going, you know, the towards first base, and you have to spin around and make an accurate throw, and he and he put a throw right on the money. Um, you know, we see that throw going to center field a lot um, but he, he made a great play What about just kind of, you know, how you guys fared against Blake Snell? We've talked a lot about the lefties but you kind of seem to put the pressure on him at the end Yeah, I mean, he... I mean, he had, a, he had a good fastball. He took some really good swings early, first inning um, early second inning and, and you know, just, just missed some balls and then he kind of, he got locked in his breaking ball was, was good, it was sharp um, but we, you know, we, we put a rally together in the six when he was kind of pitch count was getting up there, and um, then we got a big hit. Talk about guys stepping up. I mean, you say that often when someone goes down, someone else needs to step up. That's that's Tyrone tonight, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was, you know, that it was it was the hit. Of, you know, it was the play of the game um, offensively, and um, you know, homers when with men on base are are game changers and, and game winners often. And it's hard to hit homers on the nights here, right? Did Colton look like he stopped yeah. early? Some guys, McCutcheon hit one pretty hard early. Yeah, yeah, we hit some balls hard. Um, but he, you know, he just he put it in the air and he hit it to hit it to a little shorter part of the park and um, got it out of here. Boy, he's been really, really tagging some baseballs, Tyrone Taylor. I mean, it's been pretty impressive and. You know, if nothing else, that is going to bode well for whatever happens, whatever changes are made down the line. I think Tyrone Taylor, I think he's seen his last of Nashville, don't you think? Yeah, he's not going back down. For sure this year. Yes. For sure this year. <laughs> at, at the very worst, I mean, you know, he's your fourth or fifth outfielder at, yeah. at worst you know, for, for Tyrone Taylor. So big, big swing, and Council is right. Game-changing swing. It turned this into a victory, that's for sure. And the pitching holds down the fort, allowing one run. We're going to hear from Tyrone Taylor after the break. There's still some things to get to next here on 1250 AM The Fan. go through the the three-run bomb he started you with two sinkers were you anticipating that curveball coming on the third pitch uh no i felt i felt one off my foot the pitch before that so i was just trying to be on time for that sinker again but he hung that one and uh i got a good swing on it tyrone with hunter going on the il today you're going to be in there a lot more than what you have already but you're swinging a really nice bat right now your third home run in four games you've talked about being present how has that helped you just day to day uh, it helps a lot. I think it, it's everything for me, you know, uh, staying present in the box, staying present and uh, having a plan at the plate every at-bat and sticking with that, uh, that's that's part of it. So uh, I'm just going to continue to ride the wave and hopefully keep it rolling. 
tough loss last night. Nice to bounce back today with a win like this behind Corbin Burns and then the job that the bullpen did and Devin shutting it down. Yeah, Burnt. Burns is disgusting, man. It's fun playing defense behind him every single time. It's fun to watch him do his thing, and uh, the bullpen did well, too. Dev came in and closed it out, and it was a good team win. Your mom, Marissa's over here. She loved the home run, too. How fun is it to play in front of your family? Oh, all, all is well at work today, man. <laughs> made, good, made a good contribu contribution for the team. My parents were in the stands to watch it. It was a fun game. Well, job well done here today, Tyrone. Good job. Appreciate it. Yeah, there he is, Tyrone Taylor, after the big swing today, giving the Brewers a 4-1 to victory. And that, as heard, was Sophia Minnert on Bally Sports Wisconsin. And now you turn the page here a little bit and you get into uh, tomorrow's game. We'll have your matchups here in just a second. But, you know, the tough part, as uh, you know, you've been hearing from Craig Council the last couple of days, and, you know, we've been talking about it. Uh, the other shows on the station here have been – discussing it as well, the loss of Freddie Peralta for a significant amount of time, and hamstrings can be uh, pretty difficult to deal with, and Hunter Renfro is on the IL, Willie Adamas is on the IL, although that's looking you know, a little bit better uh, as the days go by here. They could really use that, that additional bat. He um, did, Council did say that Adamas will not play in the St. Louis series. Yeah, you know, it's, and again, I, that doesn't surprise me just because the, the of the high ankle sprain nature of of a high ankle sprain is just guys it's 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 worse it's worse than uh, uh just spraining your ankle that high ankle sprain is a a bear to deal with <clears throat> and i th i think we knew that um you know really the day after when we played uh, the audio of Willie Thomas in the clubhouse afterwards you you knew I mean, I knew by the tone of his voice. I'd, I'd never heard him like that before. And that's when I knew it wasn't going to be this quick little four- or five-day thing. This was, this was going to drag out a little bit. But, hey, if there's a guy that uh, is going to get back on the field in the quickest amount of time possible, I think it's probably a guy like Willie Adamas, for sure. Well, Hunter Renfro, uh, a little bummed uh, about the hamstring. Let's get a couple of comments from the Brewers' right fielder. I guess there's uh, a strain there. I don't know how significant it is, but they said there's a strain there. Gonna need some little time, so we're gonna I go on the IL for a few days and, and get it better and get ready to roll again. Did they give you any? I know it's hard. It depends how you recover and mm -hmm. all that. But did they give you any sort of guidelines <laughs> of how long it might be? It could be ten days. Could be four weeks. We don't know. You know, hopefully it's ten days. You know, but uh, kind of depends on how I feel going forward, and uh, we'll get some. Um, anti-inflammatory stuff and try to get some uh, stuff out of there and get some treatment and and I keep rolling from there. Try to stay, do as much, you know, try to still do as much as I can on the field and in the weight room and stuff and just to stay ready, so. Kind of mentioned yesterday that you wouldn't, you know, know the severity of until you woke up yeah. today. Did you wake up feeling, like, was it worse? Uh, I wouldn't say it was worse by any means, but uh, it still was there, you know. It was still there pretty much the same way it was last night, so. Uh, you know, it's frustrating, obviously, but, you know, when you play hard, I mean, it happens, you know, and uh, we've been playing hard for a long time now, so to be playing this long and not have to go to IL for so long, it's, it's nice, but uh, we'll get back to get better. As difficult as, a, uh, you know, IL stint is and, and the, 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 the nature of that decision, it is absolutely 100% the right thing to do with a hamstring. If, if there's any injury that 
that, that you don't want to mess around with and, and you want to get it right. And, and trust me, I, I, I know a little bit about hamstrings and my son went through it at, you know, in his college baseball days. And it is a, a frustrating thing. If you try and shortcut it, you just, you just can't do it. You have to just shut it all down. You do. And you just heard it from Hunter Renfro right there. There's no timeline with this. And then to re-aggravate it is is super frustrating. And it could derail a whole season. It, it really could. They, they have to shut this thing down. Four weeks, that's a torn hamstring. Now the grade is what you're dealing with here. The grade two, you know, is typically speaking what everyone goes through. But, uh, I mean, I'm crossing my fingers that this is on the lighter side of that four weeks. But it won't surprise me if it is a month without Hunter Renfro. And that, hey, you know, you're going to have to have guys. They've got the pitching. We all know that. Muscle up and get what offense you can. He was hitting the ball, though, real well. Real well. That's the, that's the sucky part of it is that, man, he was he was rolling. And then it just did derail him. But... 100% right decision. Get him on the IL immediately. We've seen it before with other players that try and work through the hamstring, re-aggravate, in there for a half a game, in there for a game and a half, in there maybe for a series, and then right to the IL. And then he just wasted that time in, in truly healing it 100%. So uh, best of uh, luck to Hunter Renfro as the Brewers – they're going to go at it uh, in the biggest game of the year. Yes, I will tell you guys that, and I'll tell my colleagues that too, and they can poke fun at me. Please That's fine. do. <laughs> yes. Bart Winkler? <laughs> yes, a huge <laughs> game. Are you working with Bart this no, morning? No, no, okay. I'm not. Nope. He's back, right, with, so, he's back with his little potato wedge. Yeah, he'll shame us for saying <laughs> it's the biggest game of the year again. Uh-huh. That's okay. Uh Matchups tomorrow as the Brewers go at the series victory. Aaron Ashby making his start tomorrow, 0-3 with a 3.49 ERA. Going up against Hugh Darvish, 4-1 with a 3.91 ERA. He's hittable. He's hittable. He is. And and the thing really to watch with Ashby here is what happens when he gets a little overwhelmed. And I'm not saying he's going to, but when and if he does. In other words, if they ambush him, and on the span of five pitches, there's a couple of runners on, and and you know they're they're attacking him. That's really something to keep your eyes on. How he settles back down, how he minimizes the damage. You want this dude to mature as quickly as possible, and that's part of it. You know, you get a leadoff base hit, and then someone rocks a double, second and third, and there there's nobody out. What does he do right there? Keep a close eye on that because if he performs well in a couple of those situations, moving forward in for Freddie Peralta, they're, they're going to be in really good shape. He's going to have to go through some of those experiences as a starting pitcher now permanently in the starting rotation. So that's something to keep your eyes on, and we will too because we're going to be talking about it tomorrow. First pitch is 310 after the last pitch. You make the switch right here. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. For Tim Shea, my name is Tim Allen. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again, well, later on this evening after the last pitch as you make the switch. And 
Yeah, it's, it's pretty easy after this big win. Smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.